Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. You are listening to Bobcat Radio here on KTSW 89.9, the other side of radio. And today we have a good show for you guys. We're going to be talking about some Texas State baseball. They just had their Ohio State sweep. Um, we're also going to talk about softball. They're playing Texas today, and they're going to be t- playing Texas A&M Corpus Christi. And you guys, to all our KTSW listeners out there, our Texas State men's and girls basketball team is going to the tournament in Florida, and they both have good chances to go on to the, conf- uh, the championships. So we're really excited for that. And we're going to talk about state because the Lakers are in a bit of a turmoil. Before we get into all of that, Kayla, let's hear an ad from our sponsors. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio. Located on the northbound frontage road of I-35 on Guadalupe Street in San Marcos, Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and more at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks eats, drinks, and scenic views. So you guys, obviously our Texas State baseball team just swept Ohio State, which is really big. It's not like the Ohio State is a, like pretty dominant baseball program, but it's always nice to get um, a sweep against a Division One program. So what did you guys think about that game? I mean, this whole the series they had against Ohio State, just really being able to click early on is quite important for any sports at all. I mean, any sport franchise at all. It doesn't matter basketball, football, anything. Um, this got these group of guys are really clicking, and it can be. It's really obvious. We've had some great. We've already had twenty two um, strikeouts. Can't remember the pitcher's name uh, right now. It's just let my name my slip my brain. But what an amazing team! I truly think. Uh, they have a lot to prove, especially tomorrow as they play against UTRGV, have an opportunity to show more of their chemistry. It was really impressive that they came back and they beat one of the teams within their first game in the cold. It was rainy, and I think on the broadcast they were talking about, oh, maybe we could get this game over. They beat them 9-3. to three. The offensive power was really nice in that game. In the pitching from Toby, he did really a nice job pitching. He almost, hit a, he almost had a closeout game, but they gave a few runs out in the um, eighth inning in that first game. But again, they have a game coming up, and they have a series against Arizona, and it's another time to prove themselves against another Division One team. And honestly, this baseball team, they had a kind of a, a slow season last year and they're really trying to rebound this year and they're having some pretty dominant performances against Ohio State and if they can do the same thing against Arizona I think it'll show that this team um, has rebounded from last year and learned some of those lessons that they um, um, suffered from you know not having a, a great season but Giancarlo Kayla you have anything to say yeah I'll uh, go ahead and you know talk mainly about what um, the coach um, we had an interview with him about two weeks ago on Friday um and he's you know, he's really excited for this group of guys. You know, they have a lot of freshmen, a lot of uh, returning players, a lot of players uh, with COVID eligibility. So the team is looking real good, and it's good for them to be clicking early in the season. Obviously, you can't call it too early if they're going to be conference championship uh, champions. But yeah, I'm really excited to see this baseball team. Um, so, yeah. And moving on to softball, they have a game against Texas down there in Austin. Um, UT, UT Austin is ranked number 10 in, um, in the country. They're obviously in the Big 12 Conference. This is going to be a really tough game for the Bobcats going against a, a, number, a ranked team in softball. Where do you guys think the team can learn from this game um, going against up a tougher opponent? Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead. Um, well, their game against Oregon was, you know, it was a tough, it was a tough matchup for them. But... Um, you know, to take on these heavy, um, you know, big conference teams early in the season really tests and, you know, sharpens their their ability to play later in the season of a conference play. So I think that, you know, taking on these big opponents, you know, getting a few wins or, you know, just getting that experience against top uh, programs is really going to help them down the season. 
It is kind of unfortunate because the softball team is 0-2 playing ranked teams. They um, suffered an 8-0-0 loss to Ohio, um, Oklahoma, but they're the number one team in the country. They're kind of probably going to win the World Series, so you kind of expect them to lose that game. But they lose They lose against the number 12 Oregon 3-7, and um, Texas is ranked higher than them. So really in this team, you just want to hope and see that they can score a few more runs. Um, they have lost by seven points um, in all of these um, contests, so hopefully they can kind of shorten that margin and get a better win for the softball team. But then they play Corpus Christi, which they're like a Division two team. They're kind of in the same rank as us, so... We should expect them to do better and kind of build on that season because our softball team is really good. And hopefully they didn't get to do it last year because of a few games they missed. But um, hopefully they can get to that World Series and make a deep run. But moving on to a team who we all think is going to have a deep run, and that is the Tech State men's basketball team. They are the number one ranked team in the Sun Belt Conference. They also are the reigning regular season champions of the Sun Belt Conference. We cannot say enough about how amazing this boys team has played this year. So honestly, any of you guys just start us off about the men's basketball team and what you think they're going to do in the conference tournament. Well, this basketball team are where I'm just going to say, I'm completely proud of this team. They're, they're giving tons of Texas state students, something to be proud of, but um, really they're on a nine game win streak entering this. That means they have a target on their back. Every other team in the Sunbelt conference is wanting to stop them. They are the team team to beat. And a lot of their games of all, all had coverage, national television, the one last, the last game against Troy. So a lot of these teams have had an opportunity to see them and how they play offensively and defensively. Um, but I think they have a great opportunity opportunity uh, to get far in this tournament um, one of their best seed I mean nine game win streak enter on that is amazing you get the first week by because you're the first seed meaning you have more time to practice so it gives them a lot of an opportunity to uh, continue and they're going to play against the winner of the Louisiana UTA bracket and uh, I'm excited to see what they can do there but yeah this Tech State team really great regular season um, Isaiah Small Caleb Asbury they're all great players um, but yeah that's what I think about this Tech State men's team. I agree. I mean, they're on a great winning streak, like you said, Justin. And I think in February, they're like 20 and 0 in the month of February, if I'm not mistaken. But I just think like they have the ball rolling in their court. They're going full steam. And I just think they're going to go so far in the tournament. Now they have a lot of great pieces. But I'll repeat it again, what Coach TJ says, brick by brick. They are not worried about the conference championship right now. They're just going to take it the next game, one game at a time. And they have the pieces to to get to the championship and you know god willing they get to the march madness ncaa dance uh, if they win the uh, sunbelt conference championship but you know they got a lot of great pieces caleb asbury who had a great game against troy um shelby adams who's uh, a key to this program uh, and mason harrell who's a floor general can score can do can do it all um isaiah small is a uh, mismatch on on the court against anybody with his length uh, and size and I'm just excited to see what this team can do. So they have a first round bye. And with all pro sports, you always hear like the commentator say the first round bye is so important. It gives you some rest. You can like rest. You don't have to wait for those other teams. You kind of just scout them out and watch those games. So you have more time to prepare for your opponent. Do you think there's value in that in college basketball? Do you think this um, first round bye for the Bobcats is important for them to make this run, knowing that they only have to win three games instead of four? 
Yes, 100%. But losing three games, instead, I mean, winning three games instead of four, um, you know, only having to play three more games is, is an advantage, obviously. Uh, takes you out of an opportunity to be eliminated. And this gives them the time to watch this game that's going to be between Louisiana and UTA, see how they're playing. Uh, we know they have David Azari on the UTA. He was named uh, Sunbelt Player of the Week. So there's a lot to be worried about when it comes to these, up to these upcoming teams that could possibly play against us. And this gives us an opportunity to prepare 100%. Uh, especially at the NBA level, high school level. The first round by is very important. Um, it gives you plenty of time to prepare and uh, can allow your team to really hit the ground running. Oh, I was, was kind of agreeing on what you said. I get like rest is important, but at the same time, like we both all, all agreed on, they have momentum right now and you want to keep that going. So I do think the bye is good for their body, but I just hope it doesn't affect their momentum. The momentum point is a really I that is an interesting point because we have seen sometimes you get these teams in like um, the March Madness, right? Like the, the Cinderella team and they catch momentum and they get those wins and they just kind of get off the hype of the team. I am kind of concerned. We're on a winning streak right now. We've won our last four games. Um, we're hot and going down to Pensacola, all that travel time, you're going to be resting. And I, I'm, I'm too. I don't think I think with Coach TJ they're not going to lose momentum. Like um, John Carlos said, brick by brick, they want to go one and oh. So I do think they will go one and oh, but killing their momentum with their first round buys are really good. Important. But speaking about going one and oh, what do you think the chances of this team's going to the conference championship and winning it? Cause they didn't get to do it last year. And that has fueled this run this year of uh, the anger from within that they did not um, go all the way. So what do you think their chances are of doing it and the potential opponents that they're going to have to beat to get there? Well, I think having a chip on your shoulder is important for every championship team ever, and being eliminated last year by App State definitely gives them the momentum this year. Um, you know, I think it's their time to win. We have so many amazing seniors in this group. We have Shelby Adams, Mr. Bobcat himself, most career games of any Texas State player in franchise history. So, um, you know, there's a lot going on. Um, there's a lot riding on this and I think this is their opportunity to succeed, to succeed. now uh, a team they might face and I, I would be thinking it'd be quite interested to seeing is playing it's Troy um, it's apparently it's kind of like a rivalry here not sure about that but um, you know I think they would see them in the, the championship game that might be pretty interesting yeah I'll go uh, ahead and just say that I, want, I talked to Shelby Adams a few weeks ago he wants to see uh, App State and he wants to get that revenge. This whole season has been about revenge. And, you know, he wants to see that matchup in the conference championship. You know, he he's just been speaking about uh, what Coach and Mason and all the other players have been saying. You know, they want they want to get that revenge. That You know, they're angry with the result of last season. And, you know, I just want to see them, you know, get that chip. And we're going to go to break right here. And on the other side of radio, we will have some talk about some Texas State women's basketball who are also going down to Pensacola for the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. Don't turn that down. You're listening to Bobcat Radio on 89.9 KTSW San Marcos. And we're back. And we have some Texas State women's basketball talk for you guys. And Giancarlo, I know you're at their last game. Your, your title is called, I think, the, the Disappointing End to Graduating Day Game, which... Unfortunately, I do think it's a fitting title because they did lose 58 to 70 in their last game and they did honor their last their three seniors who are graduating. Um, tell us and walk us through that game. What happened to the ball caps and why they did get the win? Yeah, that game, it's, you know, they it started off good. It started off. They were they were aggressive. Um, both teams are aggressive, but they just weren't able to hit shots. They weren't able to hit shots at all. And um, who could hit shots was on the Trojans hitting. um 
I believe 29 points was uh, Sally Kuwami, I think it's Karuma. 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 There you go. (laughs) I don't want to get tortured for that. But uh, she shot 23 field goals, made 12 of them. She was on fire. She um, just catch and shoot, coming off screens, is hitting um, regular mid-range jump shots, three-pointers. Their point guard as well, as Justin said, um, was on fire too. She had nine assists. She almost had a triple-double. I think she had seven rebounds. Um, as well, and she was just on fire, and they just the Bobcats could never get uh, a rhythm going the whole game. So, yeah, this uh, I was at the pleasure of calling that game with Joey, and um, you know, being there, I've never seen that aggressive of a game by any of the Texas State sports so far. I saw multiple technical fouls, saw people on the ground. Um, there was a, a, a bit of a it seemed like there was some rivalry or something it seemed like there was some energy some bad energy on the court both teams were really going at it with each other Sally Karuma for for the Little Rock Trojans went off scored 29 points or something like that and um, she actually only averaged 16.8 points and in the first quarter she already had 18 points which is ridiculous um, so and then they have Kaiseda she is from Columbia what a great shooting guard, uh, point guard they have over there uh, Joe Foley what a great coach for that Little Rock Trojan team you know he preaches this uh, rough brand of basketball small amount of players only nine players but uh yeah it was quite of a sad loss to see at home for these seniors some of them that won't be able to play again in Strahan but uh you know they're going to take that as momentum and go off in the playoffs with it and here's what coach Antoine said at the end of the game we've got to play better defense today they um, she said we weren't we weren't making shots and we got we let them get good looks well they can kind of sum up their entire season. This entire season has been up and down. She has said, honestly, she has been really hitting these last few games. we got to play better defense. we got to play better defense. And we'll get to the reason why when we talk about um, their placement in the um, Sunbelt Conference Tournament. But to me as a coach, like, if you keep getting this message out and you keep telling your players through the media, and obviously we know she's telling them in practice, you got to do better defense. And these last few games, they've kind of fell apart. Class in the last few seasons, um, the last few um, quarters, Usually, Denasia Hood or Kennedy Taylor can usually dry, um, claw them back in. But this game, they weren't able to do that. Kennedy Taylor was their top-scoring player. Um, what do you think that says about this team, that they're not really getting this message and listening in, that they need to get better defense, knowing that they have um, the conference tournament coming up? Well, that previous game, we saw Denasia Hood very low scoring, only uh, under double digits. I believe she had eight points at the end of that one. Very uncharacteristic of her. Um, that is because that Trojans defense is the best defense in the Sun Belt right now at the moment for the women's basketball. So, um, you know, but we've had good bench points. We've had multiple outings where their bench points have been over 20 points per game. And that shows that they have depth on this bench and that they're bought into the program. So, um, you know, I... I really think Coach has had some good third-quarter speeches, getting them back into the game, but they have to be consistent. Uh, consistency is important, especially getting far in a tournament. So if they want to get far, they're going to have to become consistent quite quickly. Consistency is key for this team, and defense is key, as uh, Coach Antoine has preached almost every press conference. And they were they just lost on the hustle stats this game, and they've lost a lot on the hustle stats. They only had... Uh, eight assists, five steals, um, three blocks. Um, the Trojans beat them on on all those uh, stats. Nineteen assists, nine steals, uh, five blocks, um, less turnovers than the Bobcats, and they just got to be. They got to protect the basketball. Kennedy Taylor plays almost the whole game, almost every game. I think she plays like forty minutes. Whole she never gets a rest, and she leads us in assists, but she also leads us in turnovers. And we have to take care of the ball because if she's not clicking, our Denise is not clicking. 
then we have to look to the bench. And, you know, Jada Reed comes off the bench and plays dominant. Um, Jonah Johnson, I think she had 14 points against the Trojans last, uh, in the last game. But we got to just got to protect the ball, be consistent from the opening tip off and not have to dig ourselves a hole and come back uh, at halftime. And before we move on to talk about um, them going down to Florida, let's just talk about and shout out to the three seniors that are graduating, Gabby, Jediah Reed, and Janiah Johnson, specifically Janiah Johnson. She was always a threat down there in the paint. And, and obviously her season is not ending because we're going to get to it. They do have one more guaranteed game uh, for this season against um, South Alabama down there in Florida. So like, honestly, let's transition to that talk. What do you guys expect them to do in this tar- um, conference tournament? Uh, they have their first game Wednesday, I believe. You know, I believe they're going to make a splash in this tournament. They're going to beat South Alabama. Hopefully, South Alabama is 2-10 and ten in conference play, and uh, it's a team they haven't seen. And over, Coach Antoine has not yet played a game against this team due to cancelizations, uh, cancellations because of COVID. So, um, very interesting opportunity for these teams to finally meet under these circumstances. But I believe this team has an, uh, has an opportunity to make a huge impact. Um, Kennedy Taylor's having one of her best seasons. Uh, of, you know, she's such an offensive onslaught. She plays really good defense really good minutes and she has an op- she has an opportunity to dish off to some of her girls like Denasia Hood scoring as well Jada Reed so sad to see her go she's so much muscle on this team um, and Jonna Johnson as well bringing that leadership she's from Texas Tech she's you know a g- graduate student so she's very she brings a lot of leadership to the floor as well but yeah I think this team has an opportunity to make a splash uh, I like to see this team against uh, South Alabama South Alabama is a second to last in the Sun Belt um, they're not playing well um, but, you know, they have a good coach uh, that Coach Antoine you know, commented in the press conference. So it's going to be uh, exciting to see how, how it starts off. Hopefully they, you know, are aggressive from tip-off and don't have to climb back at halftime. But um, I'm excited to see Denasia, um, Kennedy, and those three seniors that are, you know, won't be coming back next season. Yeah, I agree. And I hope they go into that game, like, with a full head of steam and not playing down to their opponent. Because, like you guys said, they're 2-10. and 10. That does not mean they don't have good players on their team. I hope they go in there strong and just finish out for these seniors if that is their last game. But I think they, they should go far. And if they do beat South Alabama, they play Louisiana. Now, their rank is third, so Bobcat fans might look at them and like, oh, I don't know, they are top three teams of the seed. But let's remember, the Louisiana is the game that we beat in overtime by the Lauren Thompson buzzer beater. So if history shows us, the game will be competitive and the Bobcats do have a chance. So what do you guys think about that game moving on to the second round? You know, that may I really believe in our in our girls against Louisiana. They have shown that they have a way to score against that team that a lot of other teams do not. Um, we are used to that Louisiana team. We've seen them previously multiple games, uh, recent seasons. Um, you know, for example, it's, we're not so sure about teams that we've never seen, like South Alabama. We've never played against them. Um, we have to look at film. We have to see how we can do against that. But I believe this is an opportunity for success and may allow us to get to those farther rounds because I think Louisiana is a team that we have found success against. So I'm excited to see what they can do. Yeah, I'm excited to see that game. That game was exciting here uh, straight hand. Um, Me and you were there on the baseline. Yeah. That, was, that was like an amazing game I to know, watch. I know. I was trying not to react. I was like, I'm about to get in trouble. <laughs> but I, I, I kept my cool. I kept my cool. But that game was exciting. And I'm definitely, you know, God willing, they, they get through uh, South Alabama. You know, we haven't seen them, like Justin has said. Um, but they get over that, that game and then play uh, Louisiana that I have the Bobcats winning. They have a good chance of getting over and, you know, advancing in the tournament. 
So, you guys, we have our men's and women's Bobcats in the tournament. You can catch those broadcasts here on KTSW 89.9. Um, we can update our schedule. If they don't win, you we will have some baseball for you guys. But make sure you turn into those games and cheer our Bobcats on while they're down there in Florida trying to um, continue their season. But on the other side of this break, we're going to have some NBA talk. And, we're, and in that NBA talk, we're going to talk about the Lakers collapse and the new-looking Sixers. Don't turn that dial. You're listening to Bobcat Radio on 89.9 KTSW San Marcos. And your ears are back to listening to Bobcat Radio. I'm your host, Jordan Young, joined by Giancarlo, Justin, and Kayla. And on this last segment of Bobcat Radio, we're going to get into some NBA talk. And I know everybody in the studio is really excited to get into it. And Giancarlo, you specifically were extremely excited to talk about NBA. So you can start us off. Oh, my goodness. James Harden and Joel Embiid. I love this duo. This duo, I mean, they have a chance to to make it far in the playoffs. I'm you know, I know uh, I believe the Bulls are number one in the East right now. Um, and I love to see DeMar DeRozan having success there in Chicago. You know, he's a former spur, got to represent. But James Harden, Joel B, this just clicks. This just clicks compared to Kyrie and uh, KD in, in Brooklyn. You know, James Harden just looks like, you know, that Houston Rockets self, the way that he just was putting up MVP numbers. And I just want to see, I just want to see how far this team can go. They, they're shining. And another team I want to see is when Ben Simmons comes back with the Nets. That is exciting. I know uh, Kyrie Irving had his season high against uh, the Bucks a, a few nights ago. So he's clicking, you know, KD, when KD comes back, um, this Brooklyn, the East Con- the Eastern Conference is just looking strong. You know, compared to the West, we got the West with the Lakers that are poo-poo right now. But, um... <laughs> We go. We we go get get into that. We're gonna talk about the East. The East is strong. The East is powerful, and I want to see what they can do in the playoffs. I have the East uh, coming out with the NBA championship. Doesn't matter which team. Uh, if it's Demar Derozan's Bulls, if it's um, KD's Nets, if it's uh, James Harden Joel Embiid's Seventy Sixers, I, I like I like uh, the East overall. You know, the East is very exciting, and I, I believe the Philadelphia 76ers are a huge part of that. Um, I've, I think uh, most of us can agree. I haven't said this in recent years, but the East is more exciting than the West, in, in all honesty. Uh, you have LeBron James over there on the West Coast just playing. Uh, I don't know what that is, but um, sorry. Um, so James Harden and Joel Embiid. You know, this is what my thoughts are on this. If the guy's first two game series at getting over 27 points and one of them was a triple-double, that is amazing. And we've seen Tyrese Maxey get double figures as well. And many people are saying, oh, James Harden's going to demand the ball. There's not going to be opportunities for other players. Well, he's got there, and we've seen an an offensive boost from other players. Shows his ability to be a facilitator, and I believe this Philadelphia 76ers team has the ability to go all the way. Um, They are the team to beat right now if they continue this. Um, but, yeah, that's my thoughts on James Harden and Joel Embiid. So, pending off of that James Harden and Joel Embiid conversation, because I think we kind of all just hit it on the nail in the head. So far, they're 2-0. and They look really good. Joel Embiid, he made some comments last night saying he doesn't have to play in the post anymore. It's nice to have a player that can get him open in different positions. Um, he's happy that he doesn't have to carry the load the entire game. And obviously, guys, we know who he's talking about, okay? He's not talking about Seth Curry. Okay, he's talking about Ben Simmons, and I don't even know. I don't even know if y'all remember who Ben Simmons is. He does play in the NBA, apparently. Apparently, apparently he does still play in the NBA, um, and he still hasn't played this season. And the Nets' core, even when they had James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant, they only played 16 total games together. And so far, it's kind of looking similar with this new core uh, with Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie. They haven't played any games together, and apparently, Ben Simmons' first game back is going to be against Philadelphia. 
the team he left because the fans were too mean. I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of down low on the Nets right now. Do you guys agree with me? I agree. I agree for sure. And also, I want to fact check Miami. The Miami Heat are number one in the conference. But uh, the Brooklyn Nets, I mean, on paper, they look good. On paper, you're like Ben Simmons, Kyrie, KD. They got Patty Mills. They got bench players. I think Stav LaMarcus and uh, Blake Griffin. On paper, they look good. But in real life, Lord have mercy, they are trash, garbage, steaming hot. Not as much as the Lakers, but um, but they're garbage. We'll get to my Lakers. <laughs> but, I mean, I just want to see Ben Simmons come and actually play a basketball game. And, I mean, I've seen him in the gym working on the you know Instagram workout videos that all NBA players do. I just want to see where he's actually on the court with Kyrie, you know, KD coming back. That's that's what you got to see. You can't just make predictions. You got to wait till you actually see it. Believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. And one thing about Ben Simmons is not that he's a bad player. He is a really good player. I think he can really he can deliver the ball to um, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving really well. And I think one of the main problems for him in the Sixers is that he had to carry the load. He was the number two option. Well, and then that's when their entire um, trio's together. He's the third option, and he doesn't have to be that scoring threat. So, honestly, if he doesn't even want to develop his jump shot, now in the Nets, he doesn't have to. He can play in the post and shoot those layups like he was really comfortable doing in his early stint with the Sixers. Um, but go, Justin. Yeah, I would just like to say a little bit about this Ben Simmons uh, addition to the team. Um, right now, obviously, he's in his head. He hasn't had an opportunity to play, and he really got really um, – he, he's mentally affected right now because of the game and the fans and how it is. And not to mention he has over $19 million worth of fines racked up. That is insane. I cannot imagine what that must be like. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, it's just going to take time and see how they can fit. There's possibilities that the mask mandate will be taken out of uh, – or there was a rule uh, – something that's about to change in New York that may allow – Kyrie Irving to play again in home games, which would be a huge impact uh, for this team. So, but I think it's quite interesting to see they kind of dropped to like a a sixth seed uh, without um, Kevin Durant and Kyrie. So, I'm excited to see what this team could do. And moving on to the West, and I hate to talk about the Western Conference because that is where my favorite player resides and my favorite team. And that is the Los Angeles Lakers. And we have to talk about them because they're in the news. I know we typically want to talk about a team that is unfortunately ranked ninth in the Western Conference. But LeBron James has been he's been sending cryptic messages since the All-Star break. And LeBron James is known for his cryptic messages. He came back and said that he wanted to go to Cleveland again. He said that he was willing to go to any team that drafts his son so he could play with them. And now he released a message and he thanked everybody in the front office except Rob Palenka. And now there's rumors that he's thinking about being traded or he wants to be traded. So what do you guys think about this mess that the Los Angeles Lakers find themselves in even after winning a championship in 2020? I think if he actually says that he wants to be traded, that will tarnish his reputation for years. If you're really wants to be one of the greatest of all time, you are you have the 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 ability, you have the sportsman like conduct to play on a on a team that's not winning. You know, for example, you don't give up like that. Don't try and bail yourself out. That does not look good in my opinion. Um, and there's no one else's fault you can blame for this team to be built this way besides LeBron James. He wanted Russell Westbrook over Buddy Heald for some reason, and we've seen the effects of that on this team. Your team average can your team age average cannot be 32 years old. That is ridiculous. Okay, this is an AARP ball squad 
squad that we see out here, and we need for them to <laughs> act a lot younger. Duke Ellington can't be your best player on the floor. I'm sorry. That is embarrassing. So, um, and LeBron, for him to leave the game early and walk out, I mean, it's just, uh, that's, I have personal beliefs on LeBron James, and I, can, I won't share them here, but <laughs> I'm just going to say that to lose by 40-something points against the, uh, uh, what is that, 11-seeded Pelicans, it was quite <laughs> impressive. Kayla, what did you like about that Pelicans performance? I loved it. I mean, I know on the podcast I call I call them the Pelicans. I take it back. <laughs> I take it back. They destroyed the uh, Lakers, and I loved it. I mean, it's not really saying much because the Lakers aren't playing that well, but I enjoyed it. I, that's the first game I watched from start to finish, so I'm proud of them. Well, yeah, I mean, the Pelicans did play well, but, you know, they're going against uh, the poopy Lakers, as I've said before. The I mean, LeBron James, just come on. I mean, the man... He is one of the greatest of all time and in his physical and how he is on the court. But off the court, Lord have mercy. He's gone from Miami to Cleveland, back to Cleveland, uh, with L.A. I mean, the GM is not doing a good job as the general manager. He has Russell Westbrook, who is just having a god-awful season. I mean, I want to see Westbrook have success, but this year has just not been his year. And and just just too many too many old guys they need they need younger players they need they can't have too many veteran players it's it's just not working it's not clicking in LA so yeah yeah the lakers aren't clicking but you know what is clicking this weather <laughs> and now for your KTSW weather update so everybody in San Marcos, if you have been outside, you have noticed that it is definitely a better start to the week than it was last week when it was cold, rainy, and cloudy. But today for you guys, it feels like 58 right now with a high of six. Well, there's going to be a high today of 67 and a low of 36. It's going to be pretty sunny all week until Friday where there is a chance of rain increases throughout into the weekend. But from here on out until Thursday, it's going to be sunny skies and the highest temperature for the week should be 76. So it's going to be a beautiful day this today and it's going to be a beautiful day for the rest of the week. So really get out there and enjoy the this weather um, and enjoy that it's not cloudy and rainy outside like it was last week. I'm your host, Jordan Young. Thank you for listening to Bobcat Radio. I was joined today by Justin, Kayla, and John Carlo. And you can catch Bobcat Radio Monday, Wednesday, and Friday here on Bob, um, KTSW 899, the other side of radio here in San Marcos, Texas. <laughs>